Welcome. <laughs> welcome and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Well, where do we begin? It's Rob Zakari. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We are live. Yes, we are live. And we are here in Los Angeles. We are in Los Angeles. Uh, I just came from the green room where um, the TVs are on showing uh, a whole bunch of um, redneck, racist, uh, white supremacists, uh, Nazis, a whole bunch of these people um, protesting. Uh, Hillary Clinton uh, and her win. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. What? Um. What? What am I saying? What? What am I saying? I'm sorry. It's the peace-loving, politically correct liberals that are protesting Donald Trump's resounding victory last night and becoming our new president. Yes. Remember. Remember what the media told us. Remember what all the liberals told us. We're going to have to be careful because once Hillary Clinton schlongs One Hillary Clinton schlongs Donald Trump, all of those racist Nazis, all of those alt-right crazies, all of those Pepe the Frog supporters, they're going to go crazy. And they're going to start protesting. And they're going to screaming. Obama's going to have to call the riot police because these deplorables, these, these animals don't understand how democracy works. They don't understand how the, the, the changing of power works. The, yeah, re- remember that. Remember that. You got to remember that. It's your typical liberal reaction. Oh my God, get to my safe space. Let me get to my safe space. You're invading my safe space. Typical liberal reaction. Remember all the celebrities. I'm moving to Canada. I'm moving to Africa. I'm moving to Europe. I'm moving. Now? Oh, what? Those are just jokes. Amy Schumer said today, why is everybody harassing me? Can't you take a joke? These are just... Oh, oh. Oh, the, the poor liberal snowflakes. Oh. So small. Typical. It's typical. Absolutely typical. The liberals lost 
fair and square. And they got nobody to blame except themselves. Except themselves. They got no one. They're out there in California. They're out there in New York, which is kind of funny. Because if you look at the electoral map, you look at uh, state houses, you look at governorships, you look at uh, the, the, the Senate, you literally have a nation in a sea of red. And the only place that's blue is basically the West Coast and the East Coast. And, and the very tips, the very tips. The very tips. And if it wasn't for the entire illegal population in California and the fact that California has been created to be an illegal safe haven, liberals would have nothing. Democrats would literally have nothing. If you took California out of the mix, if you actually had a state that enforced the immigration laws, if you actually had a state that enforced immigration laws. If you had a state that was similar to California or to uh, Florida, you have uh, heavy Hispanic populations, but you have legal, you have legal Hispanic. Cubans, Puerto Ricans, have a state like Florida where not every single Hispanic voted for Hillary Clinton because they were told to, because they were told that they would be deported. Because you have a lot of Hispanics in Florida that are there legally, that went through the process legally, that appreciate immigration, appreciate the laws, and say, hey, I played by the rules. My dad played by the rules. I have friends that played by the rules. Why the hell, why the hell should our friends or our family be leapfrogged by someone that didn't play by the rules? No, F that. So if California fought, as far as the Hispanic population, like Florida, and if our state acted similar to Florida, 
it would be a contested election out here in the great state of California. Instead of it being given to the Democrats every election cycle. And when the polls close within one minute, they go, oh, Hillary Clinton has just won California. And when you hear people go, hey, Hillary Clinton is is winning in the popular vote. Well, it's because of California. If California wasn't full of illegals, listen, I got friends who go, oh, Rob, think about this. If uh, 20 years ago, you are an illegal, you, you came to this country. Why is, as uh, some people say, the Latino population the fastest-growing population? Well, what, 20, 25 years ago, you had illegals that come here. They then spit out anchor baby after anchor baby after anchor baby. And, of course, you can't deport them because you can't break apart families. So what happens? 18 years later, all of those anchor babies can vote. And if you're an anchor baby and you can now vote, why the hell are you not going to vote for a party that says, hey, man, we're, we're, we're going to actually have more open borders. I mean, it's just common sense. And then in that span of 20 years, how many times do the illegals get told, hey, man, eventually, whatever president, rather it's Bush for economic uh, uh, reasons, on the business side of the Republican Party who want cheap labor, Democrats who want the votes. So, of course, they collude together. So you have illegals that say, hey, if you just, you, just, you just stay cool, keep your head down, don't cause any waves, they're eventually going to give citizenship to you. And what happens? All right, uh, I'm going to give uh, a million of you uh, citizenship. I- I'm going to give two million of you. I'm going to give a half a million of whatever. California has been an engineered state for many, many, many years. Engineered. And it bit the Democrats on the ass. Because they are on the verge of losing another election as it pertains to popular vote and electoral college. Me and my girlfriend were talking about this last night. It's almost that too cute, you know? Democrats are almost just too cute. It's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to create this illegal utopia 
in California, in Colorado, in Nevada. So right out of the gate, we're guaranteed 200 and something electoral votes. So then all we got to do, all we got to do is win three states. Win three states. Listen, politics is a business. A lot of people don't understand that. Politics is a business. And to some people, it's win at all costs. And the people that underestimated Trump as being a buffoon, as being just this retard, guess what? He knew exactly to do to win an election. And that's been dismissed by so many people. He, Trump stakes failed. Trump water failed. But listen, all of these things didn't fail. They all didn't fail. And you can't be successful unless you actually try things. Everybody seems to forget that great Abraham Lincoln poster where it goes, at this age, uh, he did this. Failed. That this failed. He ran for the failed. That this failed. Just went down the line of all the failures. Oh, and this, oh, President of the United States. Perseverance. I used to have one of these posters. Had a big plaque. My employees got it for me. Obviously, Trump had to be successful somewhat to do what he did. He beat not just Hillary Clinton, not just the Democrat machine, but he beat the Republican machine. And he did it with less money. He broke every single rule. He broke every single tradition. He did things everybody said, you can't do that. It won't work. You can't. And he did it, and they went, oh, wow, gee. Oh, it must be because you're a reality TV star. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, gee. All right. Well, wait a minute. Well, that's – you just got free advertising on on, on TV. Really? The TV calling me a Nazi? Really? Oh, okay. Well, then it was – Obviously, obviously, he knew something. But before we get into that, let me let me just get back to my liberal friends and their California experiment that they've been working on for twenty plus years. Like I said, I'm from California. It, it's it's a liberal bastion of. I, it, it, it's just a liberal bastion of garbage. It, it really is. So we are on the verge of having another election that liberals lose the popular vote by 10, 20,000. So they, so they win the popular vote, but they lose the electoral 
college because they only care about six states. I mean, when you look at the map and what liberals have engineered for the past 20 plus years, it's all been about California, New York, Colorado, Nevada, New Jersey. I mean, how many times did we hear? Well, right out of the gate, regardless if it's Trump or whatever Republican runs against a Democrat. They're at a disadvantage. They're at a disadvantage because right out of the gate, the Democrat starts at 200-plus electoral votes. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Now imagine. Imagine if California actually was tough on immigration. You know what? Forget about tough. Imagine if California just applied the law. Imagine you could go to a Home Depot and not get accosted by about 50 illegals. Seriously. You pull up and they, they run at your car. Oh, don't, don't, no, bro, I don't need, I just, I'm going in to get a hammer. I, I don't need you to come to my house. Okay. Oh. Just, just imagine if they enforced the law. California would be like Florida would have people contest it. So if you took California out of the Clinton map, she gets slaughtered in the popular vote, and she gets slaughtered in the Electoral College. Sorry, Sorry my lib friends. I, I, I hate to break that news to you. And if you just look at the map, And you add up how many Democrats uh, are governors. How many Democrats control state houses? How many Democrats control the How many Democrats control the House? Republicans control every aspect of the government. Every aspect. You go into any state, they have majorities in practically every state. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The country is not this liberal bastion of kumbaya, let's all find our safe spaces and rub snowflakes all over our chest. That's not the country. You think it's the country because the media tells you that's the country. Hollywood tells you that's the country. But that's not the country. The country is not New York City and Los Angeles, California, or San Francisco. That's not the country. 
Sorry. We've been led to believe, and those of you who listen to this show, I hate to be redundant, but now more than ever is a time when redundancy really applies. But when you look at ESPN, and I know, I know, I've said this a zillion times, but you look at ESPN, you look at the ESPYs, you look at that award, and you look at who has won the Jimmy Valvino Award. Again, I know this is so... <laughs> this, is, this is so bizarre as far as uh, what we're talking about, but, it, but it's not. Because this election, what happened last night, proves my theory. The Jimmy Valvino Award, this, this award, you know, about this, this inspirational guy and, and the coach and blah, blah, blah. And you've had people like Arthur Ashe and individuals that, you know, you inspiration and, and, you know, dying of cancer or AIDS and, you know, some, some, some real heavy, heavy stuff. Okay. Heavy stuff. Very emotional. You know, this award show, and this award always went to some, some seriously heavy stuff. It was on ESPN. Well, all of a sudden, it's now on ABC. It's during prime time. And this award that should dying basketball player, a girl, a woman, dying of dead, gone. Basketball, her, her dream, her life. She doesn't get it. You know who gets it? Bruce Jenner, because he dressed like a chick, because he's wearing a wig, putting makeup on. So now everybody watches this, and they're going, well, wow, the SV, it used to be on ESPN. Now it's on ABC. Well, okay. So I, I guess this is America. No, uh-uh. That's what you were supposed to believe was America. That's what you were supposed to believe. Millions and millions and millions and millions of Americans wanted. You're supposed to believe that can that girl with cancer. The F her. It's Bruce Jenner, baby. It's Caitlin. Whoa. You you were supposed to and that's not the case. But, but, in all of these rural areas, as they like to call the rural areas of America, all of these people put their heads down, go to work, some unemployed, but they go about weaving the fabric of this country, and they are forgotten. Nobody gives a crap about them. And when someone references them, they're hillbillies, they're truck drivers, they're, they're uh, Ku Kluxers, they're, they're backwoods jack-offs. I mean, the list goes on and on. You, you hear the media describe these people as exactly what I'm saying. So then Trump comes along and says, hey, 
Hey, I hear you. I feel you. I'm going to have a rally at this arena or this building. And guess what? Not five people show up. Not ten people show up. But thousands of people show up. And those thousands of people look at other people that are just like them. And they start to talk. And they start to give their opinions. Maybe they share uh, Obamacare stories. Maybe they share religious stories. Maybe they share war stories. Whatever they do, they share. And they leave that rally and they go, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And that person didn't look like Seth Meyers. That person didn't look like Leslie Jones. That person didn't look like the media is portraying the United States of America. No. No. And as the days went on, the weeks went on, the months went on, these people saw more and more people like them. And it wasn't Caitlyn Jenner's. It wasn't Amy Schumer's. And they said, wait a minute. We're not alone. We're not alone. We are not alone. And for all these years, Democrats and establishment Republicans all played this game. I exp- you know how I explained it last night? Let me, let, let me throw this at you. This is how I explained it last night. Last night, well, it really started, what, 16 months ago, Trump? But it was that moment when Christopher Columbus and his crew discovered that the world wasn't flat. So 16 months ago, when Trump ran, people said, well, you can't win if you say X, Y, Z. You need Latinos. You need African Americans. You need Asians. You need everybody but white people. And if you said, well, what about white people? Ah, it's not enough white people in America to vote for you. What do you mean there's not enough? Ah, it's a dot. White, white's out, bro. Nobody's white. Really? Yeah. You're either gay, you're either black, you're either Asian, you're either Hispanic. Not white. No one's white. Forget about it. And Trump. And his crew went, no, man, what are you talking about? Not everybody lives in Los Angeles. Not everybody lives in New York City. 
Not everybody lives in New Jersey. Not everybody lives in Colorado. Not everybody lives in Nevada. And the Republican establishment said, the only way you can win is with 40, 45% Latinos. You got, you got to have the George Bush model. That's it. Got to win the George Bush model. People came out for Obama. 67 million people. You got to have 70 million to win this as a Republican. But why do you think 67 million people are going to come out for anybody but Obama? Because? Because why? Because that's America. Okay. And Trump and his crew went, the world is not flat. So they set off and sailed. And as the months went on, as they kept sailing, and they kept getting closer to that edge where everybody said you would fall off, they went, holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. The world is not flat. Everybody was wrong. And that's what happened. We were told for years there's not enough white people in America to vote for a Donald Trump or a Mitt Romney or a John McCain. That's what we were told. We were told white vote is dead. You have to have open borders. You have to embrace Black Lives Matter terrorists. You have to have refugee enclaves. I I, I mean, we were told all of these things had to be done in order to even get close to the president as a Republican. And everybody bought it, just like everybody bought the world being flat. And I even saw today, I even saw today, I even saw today, there were actually just Republicans. You know that the big unhealthy woman, uh, Taryn Stoudemire, the the blood, the black Republican, the unhealthy black Republican woman, uh, Tristan Stoudemire. She sat there to tell everybody, well, hey, don't forget, four years from now, if Donald Trump stays the way he is, if the Republican Party stays the way they are right now, then they're definitely going to lose four years from now. Because the demographics are going to change again. The demographics are going to change. Uh, okay. So now they're still telling us. There's not enough white people. There's not enough white you. Well, what's that? Because for some reason, illegals, Asians, who, whatever, they procreate. But white people... They don't. They don't procreate. 
White people, they don't procreate. They're like robots that, that have a, an expectancy, and when they die, that's it. The lineage of whiteness is gone. It's just insane. It, it, it's just insane. It's just insane. So the strategy of overloading California and Colorado and New York failed the Democrat Party. Failed the Democrat Party. Because like I said before, I'll say it again. Millions and millions of black people came out and voted for Obama, not because he was this great leader or he would be a great leader. They came out and voted for him because he was black. He looked like them. You had millions and millions and millions of black folk that said, I'm going to vote for this guy so I can be a witness. I can be part of the first black president. And then you had millions and millions of white people that said, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I'm going to vote for this black guy, even though I know he's not qualified, even though he's only been a senator for a very short amount of time, even though the guy he's running against is a hell of a lot more qualified. They do a hell of a lot better job. But guess what? We need to change. This will be historic. I can tell my friends, hey, I'm not racist. I voted for the black guy. And guess what? Behold, Obama won in with... 69 million votes, and he won again in 2012 with 65 million votes. You know how many votes Hillary Clinton got? 59,861,000. Now, when all the votes are finished, Seven million off Barack Obama in a week and five million off in 2012. Van Jones, all of the safe space liberal douchebags. Rachel Maddow, they can all bring up this white lash. They can bring up this race card. But guess what? The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Seven million people did not vote for Hillary Clinton. 
as far as the Republicans go, they're basically right in line. McCain, 59 million votes. Romney had 60 million votes. And Trump is almost at 60 million votes. So the Republicans are pretty much in line, give or take four, five, six, seven hundred thousand votes. The Democrats, they lost seven million votes. That's not a white nationalist thing. That's not a alt-right thing. That's a Democrat Party thing. And that's what happens when you play identity politics. That's what happens when you say, vote for me because I'm black. Vote for me because I'm white. Vote for me because I'm a woman. Vote for me because I'm Hispanic. Instead of vote for me because I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Vote for me because I'm American. Vote for me because I'm going to make America great. And if you're an American, I'm going to make this country great for you. Plain and simple. And the Democrats have been playing this this race politics for 25 years. And it finally bit them on the ass. And it bit them hard. It bit them to the point where they're protesting in New York They're protesting in California. They're protesting in the areas that the Democrats created. They created the situation in California. They created it in New York. Remember when Madeleine Albright said, for every woman that doesn't vote for Hillary Clinton, there's a special place in hell. The Democrats beat themselves. They played the race game They played the race card. And guess what? Guess what? They doubled down two kings. They split them. That's what they did. And the two cards they drew were twos. They won in 08. Think about this. They won in 08 with a black man. 
and they got 67 million votes, or 69 million votes. It was 70 million votes. They then won in 2012 with 65 million votes. So what did they do in 2016? They nominate an old white lady who's been in Washington for 30 years. And her vice president was a middle-aged white man. Forget about 08 and 2012. Forget about doing that got you to the show. They went in a completely opposite direction. I mean, think about that. You had a young, inexperienced black man who captured the hearts and minds of the American people in 08 and 12. And that party then gives those same people an old white woman who's been in the game for 30-something years and standing next to her who, when people say, well, he's not run, listen, he, he, he was going to be back in the house, and that'd be Bill Clinton. So, nine million people that voted for Obama, hope, change, young black guy, are now going, well, this isn't change. We're going in reverse. When I listen to liberals go, oh, now we have Trump. We're going to be reversing all of this progress. We made. We're going to be reversing. Wait a minute. Hey, stupid. You guys are the ones that reversed everything. You guys are the ones that went from a 40, what, eight-year-old freshman senator, a black senator in his late 40s, to a 70-year-old white woman and her former two-term impeached president husband. You guys are going in reverse. Not the Republicans. Republicans went, all right. Well, we went with the established war hero. Didn't work. We went with the established Mormon investment banker. Well, that didn't work. All right. F it. We're going to go completely out of the box and go with a builder, uh, a, 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 a part builder, a part showman, 
apart. Some of you want to say con man. But they went completely different. I I say hustler. That's what I say, hustler. Somebody that hustles. Do what you got to do to win. Do what you got to do to make money. Do what you got to do to feed your family. Now do what you got to do to make the country great. So the Democrats themselves down. Had nothing to do with Comey. Had nothing. Did it to them. They played racial politics. Vote for me because uh, I'm black. Vote. By, listen. If the Democrats didn't run the black guy in 08, they would have lost. If a Republican, listen, if they would have ran a John Kerry in 08, if they would have ran an Edwards in an 08, they would have lost. And I know, I know, I know. It's it's hard for it's hard for one side to control the White House for twelve years. But the Democrats went outside the box. Can't get any more outside the box than the black guy who nobody's ever heard of. He's got a funny middle name. Father's from, I, you know, Indonesia, wherever the hell he's from. I mean, you, you couldn't get more outside the box. And the Republicans went with the same old, same old. And this time around, the Republicans went, eh. You're going with the same old, same old. We're going to go outside the box. And it won. Now, the Republicans did to the Democrats what the Democrats did to them in 08. Republicans had no idea they were going to get a Barack Hussein Obama In their mind, they're going, eh, we'll be, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get Biden, maybe we'll get a carry, maybe the first woman will take a shot at it, but it's Hillary, so, eh. All of a sudden, here's the black guy. Here's the guy that could get the African-American vote. Here's a guy that can actually get black folk out to vote one of them. 
And the Republicans are like, oh, Jesus Christ, what do we do? How do you how do you combat this? Well, we've got an old white guy. It's amazing. It's amazing. And now we have and it's it's still a trip, man. It's still a trip. President Donald J. Trump. Just think about it for a minute. Just think about it for a minute. All of the things that presidents do, you're now going to see Trump doing that. State of the Union? Just, just, just close your eyes for a minute. State of the Union. I know he'll read a teleprompter, but there's going to be a big Lee slipped in there. There's going to be a so beautiful, just, just so, so beautiful. There's going to be those Trumpisms. In the State of the Union. There's going to be a disaster. There's going to be one of those I come to you from the Oval Office in a time There's going to be one of those, maybe two of those, maybe three of those, maybe none. Around it. Got to start wrapping your brain around it. And my liberal friends, you got nobody to blame except yourself. You got nobody to blame but yourself. And when we come back, we're going to trace so, so, some history, okay? We're going to trace some history. Because think about this. But think about this. When you hear liberals say, when you hear liberals say, oh, man, the FBI, inve-. okay, the FBI investigation uh, didn't prevent nine million, nine million people from wanting to vote for her. And FBI investigation, Clinton Foundation investigation, put that next to grab them by the pussy. All right? Put that next to Grab them by the pussy. And not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but 13 women over a span of three weeks 
coming out and calling Donald Trump a sexual predator. And every talk show on American TV, Donald Trump, a sexual assaulter. So, don't give me the Comey FBI investigation. Because Trump had some pretty big hurdles himself. It's right to carry. We're going to be right back with more of the Clinton crushing defeat. And that's what it was. It was a crushing defeat. And we're going to talk about fame. We're going to talk about pundits. Um, and we're going to talk about the cry baby liberals that are in Los Angeles, that are in Chicago, that are in New York, that are screaming and yelling. And it wasn't supposed to be them screaming and yelling. It was supposed to be the deplorables. It's Rob Zakari. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We'll be right back. Fitting song. And it's called Build the Wall and Make It Ten Feet Higher. Watching these 
protests going on in, of course, California, New York, you know, the places that are so in touch and so in tune with, uh, with uh, America. And I love California when the reporter is sticking the microphone in people's faces. And he's like, why are you protesting? Because Donald Trump is going to deport my family, okay, dude? And they go, so are you, are you here? No, I'm here legal, but my parents are, are not legal. They're not legal. And Donald, it's like, but you do realize you, you, you're not here legally. <laughs> you're not here legally. You're not here legally. You you understand that, right? You under, you you understand that. You're complaining that you're going to get arrested for doing something illegal. And that's why you're upset. <laughs> it's just again and liberals created this. Liberals created this mess. Wasn't Republicans? Liberals created this. They created the racial politics. They created game to flood California and Colorado and Nevada with illegals. Until all of these people that their rotten place in life, regardless of what it is, is because of white folk. They're entitled... They're entitled to free college, free health care, free citizenship. I mean, mean, just they're entitled. And the media created this because the media refuses to show anybody a different point of view. Or a different look. Of different people. In America. And then when something like this happens. The precious snowflakes. On the left. And that's what they are. They're, they're snowflakes. They're, 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 they're tiny bubbles. They have a breakdown. They, they, they have a breakdown. They have a breakdown. And I find it amusing. I find it amusing. Democrats created this. They made this bed. And now they have to lie in it. Now, let me... Uh, throw some uh, 
numbers at you because this segment, this segment about polls. Now, I'm not talking about Pollocks. <laughs> I'm talking about polls. I'm talking about pundits. Now, in any other walk of life, if you were so wrong one time, and I'm not talking about like, oh man, I, you know, uh, I, I thought I had ten dollars at cash register, uh, and I only got enough. If you were so wrong, and not once, not twice, but I don't know, every day for 15 or 16 minutes, you would be fired. You, 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 I, fired's not even the word, okay? Fired's not even the word, and it wouldn't go on for 14 or 15 or 16 months. Imagine if your job or your government or your team had multiple people that were bad, that were wrong, that messed up day after day after day after day. What would happen? What would happen? If, if they were not fired immediately, what would happen to the team? Well, I guess you'd be like the Cubs, and it would take 100 years to win a World Series. Or if you were the Buffalo Bills, you would go to four straight Super Bowls and lose every one of them and then be a horrible team for the next 20 years. I, I mean... Only in the political world are you given a pass to be a failure. And not just a small failure, but an epic, epic failure. Now, either the polls... What we have been saying for many, 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 many months, dating back to the primary, all rigged, all fake, all BS, all working for a specific agenda, and basically being part of a smoke and mirrors campaign in one way or another or or these hundreds and hundreds of people are failures are incompetent are beyond the biggest losers and should be fired and if not fired had the dignity to quit. See? 
Marines in any military movie you see where guys are trying to be part of the SEAL team or some other elite unit and have to ring a bell they, 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 to quit, to get out because they can't handle it. But for the Jeffy Tubins, uh, the Brian Seltzers, uh, the Gloria Bashes, Dana Bashes, Gloria Borgers, Amanda Carpenters, the SC Cups, the New York Times, the Washington Post, Nate Silvers, the list is on and on. For all of them to be so wrong in such a big, big, big way. For them to be this wrong. It's not just comical. How does anybody, how does anybody, when they sit there and go, oh my God, it's President Trump. Well, as crazy as that is, how about anybody ever listening, ever believing, Ever going, oh, yeah, Brian Setzer on CNN. Oh, you know what he just, oh, Nate Silver. He, how, how do any of these people have credibility? How? And how are they still around? How are these same people? They're now going, well, you know, in a, in a dumb presidency, what you're going to say, no, shut up. You've been wrong. You're a loser. You've been wrong. You've been wrong. The day of the election, every single one of you predicted a Hillary Clinton landslide. Every single one of you predicted a Hillary Clinton landslide of epic proportions. Portions that would embarrass Donald Trump, Donald Trump supporters, and destroy the Republican Party the next Two hundred years. Remember, the Republican Party would become the Whig Party, obsolete, and the stench of Donald Trump would going to be left on the Republican Party for generations to come. So, okay, you messed up in the polls. All right, but how is it that every single person not only messed up in the polls, predictions of the Republican Party's demise? I, I, I mean, how? Now, again, was it what I said it was, which being a rigged media a system like I getting of the show and I've said on this show countless times before creating this subfuge creating this illusion is one way because if you control the media you control the message and that's the only way people get their information 
information. That's the only way people get pop culture, any of that stuff. And if you put in those people's minds, you put their eyeballs, certain thing, they then assume they believe what they see or what they hear. That that's how the world is. That's how the United States is. That's how you know their their city is or their state is. So in turn, this corrupt system, this this media, this state run media, this media, entertainment, pop culture, Google, Yahoo, Amazon, everything controlled by liberals. Creating this narrative, pumping this narrative that Hillary Clinton's going to win in a landslide. There's not enough uh, white people that vote for Trump. The only people that vote for Trump are racist Nazis. Every Mexican, every Latino, every Puerto Rican, every Cuban, they're all going to come out in droves and they're going to crush Donald Trump. And every woman is going to come out in droves and they're going to crush Donald Trump because women don't like to hear the word pussy. We were told all of this. And it wasn't a matter of Hillary Clinton winning, but how big? Either the system is exactly what I've always said, which is basically an arm of the Democratic Party, which in turn makes us, at least it made us, a dictatorship. It makes a communist country. Or, single one of people need to be fired, they need to quit, and they need to die. They need to get on the planes, okay? They need to get on those planes with the Sarah Silvermans and the Miley Cyruses and the Shares and the Madonnas and the George Lopez's. They need to get on the planes. Get the F out of our country. All of these media types, that's all of these pundits, that's all of these pollsters, that's what all of these writers, these journalists, these hacks, I call them the booger eaters and fart sniffers, because that's all they were growing up, losers, who were told, become journalists, and then you'll become popular. You'll get friends. People want to be nice to you because you could write stories about them. But when every single one of them said, and, and what's it say for people like or Maria Cordoba or Anna Navarro, all of these uh, Latin activists who said, well, I know the Latino community and they're going to come out in droves. I know the Latino community, they're going to come out in droves. 
They're all going to vote against Donald Trump. They're all going to vote against Donald Trump. They're going to come and do what, what, what happened? 30% of them voted for Donald Trump. I guess you don't know your own people. Donald Trump got more Hispanic vote than Mitt Romney. He wants to play this. Maria Cordoba. Ana Navarro. Ramos. They won't play. They don't want to answer the question. Why did 30% of the Latin community vote for Donald Trump? Why? Why? By expert. Listen, if you go get heart surgery, okay? If you have a sick dog or a sick cat and you bring them to a vet and it's basic. It's like, oh, my, you got you to gotta fix my dog, okay? You got to cut his balls off. Keep spraying jizz, dog jizz all over the, the house. And the vet kills them. Comes up and goes, sorry, I killed your dog. Oh, why? I was wrong. I thought, uh, you know, I thought I, was, I thought I was cutting the balls, but instead I cut his throat and I killed him. Sorry. You, I, I, you, you'd be pissed. Probably report the doctor. See you with everybody. Never go to the doctor again. See, people wouldn't go to him again. And the doctor kept doing it day after month after month. They would lose license. They would be sued. They would probably end up in jail. So all of these so-called experts were so wrong. What does that say about the system or about them? Either the system is fake and now I hate to sound like a whole New World Order, Illuminati, Freemason. But if you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, pundits, writers, newspapers, uh, just every aspect of the media being wrong. And not just, I think the New England Patriots are going to lose. They won? No. Talk about months, 15 months, every day for 15 months, the Latino uh, community is going to vote in droves against Trump. Didn't happen. Women are going to come out and vote in droves against Trump. Didn't happen. Blacks are going to come out in droves and vote against Trump. He got 8% of the black vote. You want to know what Mitt Romney got? Zero. Wasn't just, I think uh, Trump is going to lose. He won. Oh, wow. This was month after month, day after day. So I go back to my first statement. Either system is this new world order, Illuminati Mason thing. Or every single one of these people were so unbelievably incompetent, they all should be fired and or resign. Because they're useless. 
They are absolutely useless. After this, this inauguration, and it's funny, Trump is going to be inaugurated right around the time that my child is going to be born. My child is going to have a President Trump, his baby book. We got one of them baby books where you highlight, where you write down, you know, oh, who is the, you know, who is the top pop culture figure? And in one of the pages, it says, who is the president? And last night, Catherine wrote, (laughs) President Trump. So my child, Major, Dominic Allen Zakari. We'll know as he gets older that Donald J. Trump was the president. So somebody needs to get fired. When he gets inaugurated, the first of the year, all these people need to be fired. I mean, how does uh, CNN lost all credibility when their people are giving Hillary Clinton the questions and debates and debates and questions. And you have other employees, Gloria Borger, emailing John Podesta, calling him a, a TV star. And Andrea Mitchell being fed questions to ask Hillary Clinton. All of these people have already blown their credibility. These networks have already blown their credibility. But they really need to drain the swamp to the first of the year because these people really, really have absolutely no legs to stand on when they go, Here's my opinion. F your opinion. You suck. I got a friend who's got an autistic kid and another uh, kid who wears the hockey helmet because he bangs his head against the wall. Those two are more reliable than the pundits in the last 15 months. I, I could have just put a piece of paper in front of the kid and said, listen, uh, who's going to win? Uh, Trump or Hillary, bang your head against uh, whatever piece of paper is. Okay, well, you you got Trump. Okay. And then and today I could have called my friend up and said, holy crap. Your oldest son, he's amazing. He picked the correct uh, president. He, he banged his head against the... That's, that's what could have been done. Done. And here's the irony. I mean, there's a lot of ironic things, but here's the irony. The Democrats' whole strategy was Donald Trump is disgusting. Donald Trump is a sexual predator. I mean, that's all Anderson Cooper kept calling Trump a sexual predator. That's all Don Lemon. When when you try to defend what Trump said, they would go, Do you understand you're defending Donald Trump being a sexual predator, being somebody that sexually assaulted women? And if you went, well, wait a minute, he was just talking 
Is that really what he was saying was that of sexual assault? No. What he was saying was when you're famous and you're rich, women will let you do anything. And part of anything is grabbing them by the pussy. That's what he said. And then, of course, what was orchestrated? 75-year-old women say Donald Trump groped them. Porn stars say Donald Trump offered them sack, uh, money for sack. So the strategy was Donald Trump is a sexual predator. Donald Trump makes fun of cripples. Uh, Donald Trump is temperamentally unfit to be president. That's all the Democrats ran on. All they ran on. That's all Hillary Clinton and the DNC ran on. So whenever somebody said, hey, man, I just got my Obamacare premium. It went from 300 to 600. Are you going to do anything about that? Well, you know what? I'm not to make sure that when you put your child to bed tonight, I'm going to make sure that you don't have to explain to them why the President of the United States likes to grab pussy. Well, okay, well, my kid's four. It doesn't really matter right now. What matters is if my kid gets sick, uh, my other kids uh, went on the stage. So, so I wrecked, I wrecked and reconciled that in my head. But I it is three hundred a month. Now it's six hundred a month. Can't afford that. Yes, I understand. But do you understand that Donald Trump is a sexual predator? Okay, I'm with you, but and he's going to he's making my premium go from three to six I understand that, Democrats, but can you tell me about this premium? What I can tell is the illegals that are going to be deported and the family are going to be torn apart. Okay, I, I, I get it. I get it there, uh there, uh, DNC, to get it there, uh, Hillary, but um, my family is going to be torn apart if I can't afford this premium and my child dies because so the little family is being torn apart me, it's the $300 extra in the premium that I got to come up with that I don't have. That affects me. Okay, well, guess what? Uh, Donald Trump makes fun of cripples. Oh, Jesus Christ, I make fun of cripples, okay? 
I, I when I'm in when I'm at the line and there's a cripple in front of me and, and they're trying to reach for the the money to pay the bill and they can't because their little cripple hands are having trouble. I give a kitty ass. I don't care about cripples. All I care about is the extra three hundred dollars that I don't have that I gotta pay. So my kids got they didn't want to address that. All they wanted to address was Trump is a scumbag. He's a racist. He's a xenophobe. He's a homophobe. He hates Muslims. He hates cripples. He hates fat people. He hates uh, retarded people. He hates everybody. He grabs pussy. He grabs titties. The ironic thing. You ready? Liberals have worked their asses off to transform America by way of Los Angeles, California, i.e. Hollywood, and New York City. What I mean by that is they've done everything in their power to make pole dancing thing or something that shouldn't really be promoted to children. If anything, it's kind of like that last resort in someone's life. You know, it's like, I got to go and be a stripper. I got to work the pole so I could, you know, pay my way through college so I don't have to do that. They they transformed that. Okay? They transformed that into being something that little girls can do for exercise. Exercise. And that's just one example. But when you talk about Bill Clinton... What he did in the White House, liberals, the media, they say it's just a blowjob. Get over it. It was just a blowjob. You're making a big deal out of a blowjob? Just a blowjob. What's wrong with you, America? What's wrong with you? Over and over and over. We were told if anybody said, hey, edgy for TV, get over it. America's changing. Stop being Christian wacko. Stop being some fuddy-duddy. Don't you understand? Life isn't what it is in Mississippi. You, you, you corn husker. What's wrong with you? As the Kardashian band was Clustered all over supermarket magazines, 
and the caption, the first family. And little kids went, Kim, I want to be just like Kim Kardashian. I want to be rich and I want to be famous. And somebody goes, you know how she became rich and famous? What? Take a look. Oh, my God. What's going on? She's having sex on... What's go? That's how you become rich famous. That's how you become revered in the pop culture world, in the media. Oh. Now, you need to get in shape. Get on that pole. Start dancing. It's good exercise. Year after year, tree was told to stop being prudes. Stop being so lame. This is real America. And we've talked about this before. When people go, oh, Donald Trump. Well, could you ever imagine that a presidential debate would be conducted by a guy doing the ball drop on New Year's Eve, playing grab ass with Kathy Griffin? Hey, seriously. The guy that's doing a presidential debate is doing Dateline NBC. Hi, I'm Lester Holt. And in episode of Kill Hermaphrodite Love Triangle. On Lester Holt, the Dateline NBCs were these murder love triangle investigations that involved uh, trannies and and uh, pedophilia and uh, hermaphrodite. I mean, the weirdest, most bizarre stuff. He's doing a presidential. It's the same thing. Same thing. Our politics and, and the whole process used to be uh, placed on this this pedestal of um uh, like just you know rather it was the media opinions you know the day Edward R. Murrow. You know, it was I'm Bernard Shaw. The president is just off. It was great news. The debates. It was like, this is a presidential debate. We don't need we don't need the drop. It was separation. 
liberals create so when comes along tape of him talking about grabbing pussy and there's tape of him on the Howard Stern show where he's talking about pussy and there's all this stuff that the liberals then go oh my god can you believe this oh my god oh my god and the American people go okay and what's your point well, this is you. This is horror. Wait, whoa, time out. Whoa, haven't you guys just been defending an individual who took a cigar and inserted it into a woman's vagina while he was on the phone making deals with foreign leaders or, or people in Congress? Didn't you guys defend that individual? Haven't you guys been telling us, us Republicans, us conservatives, to stop being so tight-assed? Then what are you bitching about? How do I tell my daughter? What do you, what, how, do you, how, do you, how do you tell your daughter that the guy on stage with Hillary Clinton was sticking cigars in interns' vaginas? You stupid mother effer. You're wor- you're, now you're worried about Van Jones is so, is so worried. How do I, how do I put my child down? When my friends, when my friends call me and they say, how do I explain to my daughter? Donald Trump. Well, how do you explain to your daughter Bill Clinton? How do you explain to your daughter the guy that's going to be the first man ejaculated all over a girl's face that wasn't the woman he was on stage with? How do you explain to your daughter that the man stage took a cigar and inserted it in an intern's vagina. How do you explain that? How do you explain him taking his penis out and saying to Paula Jones, kiss it a little baby? How do you explain that, you hypocrite, you scumbag? How do you explain that? How do I explain my daughter? Guess what, stupid? You should have been worried about that. You should have been worried about that. When Janet Jackson showed her tit during the halftime at the Super Bowl, and people were outraged, and liberals went, please, it's just a tit. And people went, yeah, but come on, man. It's the super. It's, it's just there's a time and a place for tit. Huh. This is a changing America. If you lame-ass Republican can't deal with quick flash of a tit, maybe you need to go back to your trailers 
okay. How quick everything turns on those same tolerant, freewheeling liberals. Look how quick, look how quick liberals are just outraged by Donald Trump. You got Roman Polanski. Okay, Roman Polanski, the darling of Hollywood. There's not one actor. And you put Alec Baldwin at the top of that list that will not act. Fleeing the country, he's a rapist. He's a pedophile. And Hollywood gives him a pass. And if you bring it up, like, oh, please. The 70s were just so much Then where are we up today? Please. Oh, okay. I mean, I've never heard so many people act as if they are the ones who are holding their Bible next to their heart in one hand, the rosary in the other, and they're living this pure, godly life. Watch Bill Maher. Look at the camera and go, Donald Trump, Mr. Pussy. I, I mean, Seth Meyers. I, I watched Seth Meyers last night go, so I guess America is not the yellow church in the bottom of grabbing pussy. Well, uh, Seth, hey, jerk off. You got your start on Saturday Night Live. Have you ever seen what's on Saturday? Have you ever seen what's, what's on network TV? Network TV shows simulated sex now. There's a show on called Lucifer. I, I was speechless in season one where she's a girl going down on another girl. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be like a, a, an effing genius to go, wow, that girl's munching on her box. And you're like, what time is it? What channel is it? This is this is prime time. What, what am I? What is that's where we are. And all of these people that create the programming are talking about how do they explain to their daughter Donald Trump? Like the two things, the two things that, that like they're beside themselves are, are pussy, which they have created an environment that has stripped any just for, forget listen i'm not i i, I listen my my past business my past life I, i'm i'm not a holier than thou person i'm the dirtiest filthiest mother effer you could possibly imagine but i've always been about a time and a place. I've always, always been about, well, uh, there should be uh, businesses for adults. There should be 
television channels for adults. There should be things that are only accessible by adults. And if you, as an adult, want to go to this place or watch this movie, and it's just the most vile, disgusting, then hey, that's your right as an adult in a free society. But blurring this line, which is exactly what liberals have done. And they do it because they know that it taps into a market that makes them money. Why does music sexualize everything? I mean, why does Miley Ray Cyrus do an award show with a big, giant, inflatable dildo on stage? You know, why, 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 is she, why? What, what's the old adjective, sex sells? What the difference is, selling sex to children or selling sex to adults in a specific marketplace, meaning to go and buy a pornographic film or uh, listen to a, 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 an adult comedy. You have to go to an adult video store or you have to go to a pay channel that you could put a a lock on, but it's just not accessible to a child who would stumble upon something. Liberals created this environment. They created this. How's that saying? The the, the the roosters comb to the to roost or the hens. I feel like George Bush where you know he just mumbled the, the, the messed up the things. But it's very similar. They they got burned on their racial politics. So it was all about race, 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 vote race, vote race, vote race. And when they didn't give those voters a racial candidate, they went, well, we have no reason to vote for that person because they don't look like us. They're not black. They're not Latino. They're not Asian. They're not whatever. And then the whole temperament and character backfired on them because they created an environment where the American people don't give a crap about temperament or character. Because they're used to seeing a president doing slow jams on Jimmy Fallon or between two ferns. Seeing Janet Jack's tit during a Super Bowl halftime show. Or seeing girl-on-girl action on primetime network TV. So all of those things were smashed. So when someone comes along that is exactly what the American people see every day, 
they're not jaded when someone goes, oh, you can't vote for him. What are you going to tell your child? What do you mean, what am I going to tell you? My child lives in this country that you created, you liberal idiot. He lives in this country where he's watching the Super Bowl, and he's Janet Jackson's tip. And when I complain, I'm told to shut up. I live in a country where my daughter comes home and goes, hey, Dad, I want to pole dance. I go, what? Yeah, some of the kids at school say it's good exercise. What? Yeah, pole dance. Liberals created race politics. Liberals created an environment where the race politics only worked if there was a candidate of color. And when it wasn't a candidate of color, and they said, well, we don't need them. We're just going to go after this candidate's character. The character of that candidate is the character that the liberals created. And I always bring them up, but Bill Maher was the champion was the champion of telling the American people Bill Clinton just got a blowjob. Get over it. And I will, I will beat on that horse until it's dead and buried. But we were told to get over it. Anytime anybody would bring up what happened on Saturday Night Live or happened on a TV show or happened in the MTV Music Awards or what happened on the BT Awards, anytime anybody questioned anything that happened in any of those aspects, liberals were like, ugh, these these lame-ass Republicans, this lame-ass... Republicans were, 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 were bullied, to use the favorite word by the liberals, bullied. So if a liberal said, hey, man, uh, I was sitting there watching TV with my kid, and we happened to tune into a show called uh, Lucifer, and a girl uh, performed oral sex on another girl, the Daily Beast would come out and go, what a loser. What a lame ass. What a loser. And then that would be an avalanche from the Huffington Post to BuzzFeed. There there would be an avalanche of demonizing that person who brought up simulated sex on television. You know, everybody was making a big deal that Bill Maher, the night before the election, did a whole little spiel to Republicans for all the times that liberals cried wolf and said, oh, my God, John McCain is going to be the worst president ever. We had a vote for a guy. Mitt Romney, the worst right. And everybody made a big deal that Mark came out and said, hey, I want to apologize because when you cry wolf 
much the day a real wolf comes, nobody listens. And today is that day. Donald Trump is a real wolf. And everybody was like, oh, my God, Bill Maher, he's so right. Oh, my God, what a great, oh, my God. You've really got to incumbent it even more than that. Because you guys cried that the right were a bunch of lame-ass, Bible-thumping, backwoods, uh, anti-gay, anti-whatever, year after year after year after year. Every joke was made about Anybody that said, oh, wow, you shouldn't have a tit at halftime. I mean, every joke was made. So, sorry, Libs. Sorry, Bill. But the other thing you need to own is desensitizing America and blurring these lines. Of Miley Ray Cyrus and MTV and big inflatable dildos. He says something, you call them out, you embarrass them, you call them lame, call them out of touch. Well, guess what? That is just like crying wolf. Because what happened was somebody came along. And said, you tell those people to go. Somebody comes along who breaks every rule, grabbing pussies, doing it all. And then you say, we can have somebody in the country. I'm just about this. The night before the election, Jay Z Beyonce are performing for and with Hillary Clinton. And you can't get more of a sketchy past Jay Z. Whether him uh, writing letters to judges to convicted drug. Lord out of prison to work sexist language and yet you're supposed to be shocked and appalled by Donald Trump. So listen to Donald Trump and go, oh my god, my virgin ears. What are you talking about? Oh my god, Jan Jack. Super Bowl. Ah, what's wrong with you? Have you never seen a tit before? You lame-ass Republican. Oh, gee, okay, sorry. I mean, all of these things. What the liberals created as far as pop culture and the media has come back to bite them in the ass. Because the country has been desensitized 
So when Seth Meyers goes, I guess the electric's fine with grabbing pussy. Yeah. Yeah. They're just as fine with grabbing pussy as taking cigars and sticking them in girls' vaginas. Yep, you're right, buddy. Names. Yep. Yeah. Ironic thing. It's the ironic thing. I mean, I know we started this segment with the media and all the pundits, whether it's the Sally Cohens, the Essie Cups, the Charles Blows, and the fact that they, because here's, here's the thing. I don't think. Matter of fact, I know they're not all dumb. This has been liberals have done for the last 20, 25 years. When you want to talk about a con job, the pundits, they all have been pulling the greatest con job in the history of this country. Because a very simple group, very small group of individuals from Los Angeles to Washington to New York created this illusion that the country was a certain way. And they almost got away with it. Almost got away with it. They almost got away with it. So I don't think the Charles Blows and the Sally Cummins and the Adows, all of these people that have master's degrees from Harvard and Oxford. I don't think they're stupid. This is all done purposely. Done purposely. They've been perpetrating a con job. That's why you never ever hear how much how much of not just the federal government, but local government is controlled by Republicans. You don't hear that. Every once in a while, someone will kind of say something, and then it gets, you know, somebody pipes down through the through the the the, the listening chain to shut it down. But Republicans, and I said this in the first segment, control the majority of state, local, and federal chains to how this country runs. It's not an accident. It's not an accident.
And that's always been that, that one piece of the puzzle or one subterfuge that's always kind of been there that liberals always knew was that weak link. They because they they've known that they've been perpetrating this great this great lie. They've known it. They've known how soft the the electorate is for them. They know that if it wasn't for California, they would have never won the White House. In, in, in 2000, in 08, they just, they know. They know. If it wasn't for California, if it wasn't for their open border style policy, they know if it wasn't for uh, the fact that they control the media, they control the narrative, they control what you see, they control the perception. Oh, this must be the way it is. They know that. Because when you get into the weeds and you look at the numbers and you go, well, man, if the country is this bastion of Janet Jackson, here's my tit. Here's my 12-year-old daughter pole dancing. Here's my girl-on-girl action on ABC. Prime time. If, if the entire country like that, why the hell do Republicans control the majority of governorships? Why do Republicans control the majority of the Senate seats? Why do Republicans control... The majority of state legislature. Why do Republicans control all these aspects of our government? Like I said, local state fed. The average person, if there was no liberal media, there was no media from Seth Meyers to Amazon to the Daily Beast, the Huffington if there was none of that. If there was no pundits. Imagine what the imagine how this election would be if you didn't have the media, the hundreds of pundits saying this is what's gonna happen. The Latino vote is going to come out and crush Donald Trump. The black vote is going to come out and crush Donald Trump. The one vote is Donald Trump. Imagine if nobody heard this. Imagine if it was old school straight news. Imagine that. The media's they were, this was it. This, they, this is it. It was Oz, all-powerful Oz. It was that curtain, the curtain being lifted and lifted. And it was like, uh, they're going to find out. And that's what happened. Because let me break my little friend's heart even more. You realize that this election cycle 
was your shot at control of the Senate because in two years, a majority of Democrats are going to have seats up in the Senate. This time around, it was Republicans. This time around, it was, I don't know, 20 Republicans that were defending their uh, Senate seats. Well, in two years, it's reversed. The majority of the Senate seats that are up are Democrats. Now imagine, imagine, just real quick, just imagine this. In the first 100 days, Trump goes, okay, here's what we're going to do, real simple. And sticks it up people like Lawrence O'Donnell's keister on MSNBC. What if Trump goes like this? Okay, what we're going to do for all of you corporations, and I know a lot of you, you Cuban, you little prick, for one time, one week, however long, I'm going to lower the tax rate to 5%. All you companies that have billions, and I mean billions of dollars offshore, got one time to bring this money back in, that it be taxed 30%. Instead of being taxed 35%, it's taxed 5%. Then, my estimate is XYZ is going to come in. We are then going to take a portion of that to partner up with XYZ and start building this airport and this uh, train uh, station. And a matter of fact, we're going to do what uh, Congress has been lackadaisical on, which is every single one of the trains and the train tracks and the companies, you're going to have to finally, and not 10 years from now, not five years from now, but like in a week, putting the brake system on every single train that goes in and out of our great country, state to state, that if a driver, whatever the hell you call them, locomotive guy, loses consciousness and the train needs to stop, it will stop. Special brake that automatically kicks on if the train is going too fast in a certain area. Now imagine, in the first hundred days, if you start seeing signs that say this project is part of refurbish, uh, Amer- make America great again, blah. And you have, I don't know, maybe a million people working their asses off 
building airports, roads, that nature. And you have billions of dollars that have just come back into this country because Trump said, all right, it's going to be 5%. Let's go, guys. Bring it back. What do you think is going to happen when those seats are up in those uh, districts? What do you think is going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Democrats are going to lose. They're going to lose bigly. And I don't want to get off on another segment because we were talking about the pundits and the polls. But everybody needs to kind of step back and realize Trump is not a Republican. You understand? He was an independent that ran as a Republican. Remember during the Republican primaries and all the Republicans kept saying Donald Trump was a New York liberal, a New York liberal, a New York liberal. He's not a real conservative. Well, guess what? He's not going to govern like a right-wing, Bible-thumping conservative. He didn't get into the White House with a Bible-thumping coalition. He got into the White House with millions of Democrats. Instead of voting for Obama... which in turn votes for Hillary, voted for Trump. Trump brought in not one, not two, but four Senate seats. Remember, the Republican Party was supposed to be no more. We're supposed to be talking about the Republican Party as the Whig Party. Well, guess what? There's Republicans that won because of Trump. You're going to have Republicans. I don't care what Mitch McConnell said today. They're going to get in line because they know what gave him the White House wasn't the establishment. It was people that the Republican Party has always said that they needed, but they never had the vessel to steer them, and now they got it, and Trump knows that. And when people say, oh, is Trump going to change? He's got to change. I think he's going to change, but I also... I also think he will keep that mentality of if a member of his party 
is giving him pushback, he will go to the press. He will gin up support for what he's trying to do and push back on who is preventing it from happening. So the days of a Ted Cruz doing a 24-hour filibuster, I think will be over. I think Republicans are going to get in line very similar to the way Democrats would get in line. And what I mean by Democrats, meaning you very rarely had Democrats fall out of line with Obama. Republicans stayed in line. Or they will stay in line. So, there you go. It's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. It's 927. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, well, maybe we'll go, maybe we'll go one more. You know what? We're not going to go one more minute, damn it. We had two hardcore segments tonight. It's going to be a great article. I want you guys to get the article tomorrow. We're going to be back here tomorrow. We're going to be doing this again. We're going to be analyzing this again. I wanted to go through the numbers. Um, you know what? Let's take a quick break. Let's just take a quick break, and when we come back, well, yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and let's do some numbers. Uh, it's Rob Scary. It's Rob Scary Show. We'll be right back. Yeah. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, the Rob Zakari Show. I am Rob Zakari. We're going to do a little bit more. Just a, a smidgen, a smidgen, smidgen more. Uh, you know, watching the um, liberals try to Well, the only way I could explain it is a um, older brother, older sister, uh, kind of picking on their younger, smaller brother or sister, 
and doing this year after year after year after year, knowing that eventually, just, just, just maybe, their little brother or little sister is going to grow up, be bigger than them, and then it's going to be payback. And when that time happens, the older brother or sister, bigger brother and sister, then start saying, oh, come on, man. Hey, come on. We're, come on. It's all good. It's, you know, let's just get along and come on. And that's what it's like right now because watching the liberals talk about, well, you know, Trump needs to reach out. He needs to not forget the millions and millions of people who didn't vote for him. And he needs to, he needs to. Well, what did you do? What did you guys do? You didn't reach out to the millions and millions and millions of people who didn't vote for Obama. Because if you did, those millions and millions and millions of people wouldn't have voted for Trump. They would have voted for Hillary. When Obama said, well, I want to pass this. I I want this legislation to go through. And Republicans said, well, you know what? We're, We're not having it. But maybe if we do a little of this or we do a little of that. And Obama said, nope, it's my way or no way. We won. You all remember that? Remember when Obama said, we won. We won. See, liberals are freaking out because they remember all that. And when Obama said, we won, you do what I want. If not, executive order. That's what it is. Oh, Immigration reform, you don't want to do anything? Well, guess what? I'm doing it anyways. Executive order. Oh, you don't like... Okay, executive order. Oh, you don't like that? Executive order. Even the Democrats, in the first two years, when they controlled the House and the Senate... When they controlled the House and the Senate, they basically did away with needing 60 votes for judicial uh, nominees. They basically rewrote the rules and said, the only time you need 60 votes the only time you need a filibuster, a filibuster, a filibuster-proof, uh, uh, you know, majority is on Supreme Court nominees, but uh, all the other nominees, all the other uh, appointments, uh, you just need a simple majority. I mean, that was a big deal. It was like the nuclear option. Well, guess what? If President Trump wanted to rewrite the rules, he could easily 
regardless of what Mitch McConnell said today, well, there's a, a, a you can't do overreach. Regardless, if President Trump meets with Mitch McConnell and says, listen, you little tippy turtle looking prick, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Or I'm going to maneuver and make sure uh, you lose. I'm going to make sure. And this isn't a, th- uh, a, a dictatorship. It happens in politics. You don't think Obama did any of this? You don't think Obama met with Pelosi or met with Harry Reid and said, here's what I want. If anybody that doesn't get on board, you make sure they know that there will be hell to pay. So Trump wants to. He could say to Mitch McConnell, you're going to make it where we get anything we want with a simple majority. Well, that, you know, we're going to have to, well, then that's what we have to do. doesn't matter. They did it. So the liberals know this. They're freaking. They are the older brother or sister that picked on uh, the weaker, younger sibling. And now the weaker, younger sibling is older, bigger, stronger. And it's payback time. Payback time. That's what you hear. He needs to reach out. Oh, I'm gonna- Obama didn't reach out. Obama didn't do nothing. He said, we won tough shit. The liberals always do. They act, and it goes back to our first and second segment. They act as if you're a minority when it comes to what they want. So if you say, oh, I want, uh, you know, more coal. I, I just throw that out there. Obama, the media, the rest, and then you turn on the TV. With the folks of 10 people, and they all go, we don't want coal. They go, see, we don't. You're the minority, but you're not the minority. Always been divided. Liberals have always acted as if they had tens of millions of people. So the Can't, you just can't come in and and what do you come in? What we can't be like a bull in a china just knock everything down? You did. We're not allowed to now. Why? Oh, you don't like the shoes on the other foot, do you? You don't like the shoes on our foot, and you're gonna get your ass kicked. 
Oh, you don't like that. Well, tough shit. Get ready to get your ass kicked. But we'll be a little more humble with your ass kicking. But you're going to get an ass kicking. Sorry. Don't sit there and tell us you need to reach out. No, you didn't reach out. And look what's happening now. You got these these assholes running around Los Angeles, Oakland, New York. They're doing everything that the liberals said would happen once Hillary won. That all the Nazis and alt-right and pee-pee, Pepe the Frogs uh, would be running around protesting. And it's the liberals that are the deplorable ones. So it's funny watching Van Jones and Charles Blow, Chris Hayes. This is this is just unbelievable. This is oh my, oh no, oh my. So here's a little of the the numbers that I think are 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 pretty. Listen. Trump won 8% of the black vote. It's 8%. Okay? That's eight times what Mitt Romney won and John McCain won because they got no percent. They got nothing. 29% of the Hispanic vote. They got more than Romney, more than King. You know what Trump got as far as the one vote? Supposed to vote Trump. And remember, I told you guys, you know, I got a, I got a 27-year-old girlfriend who says, listen, we're worse to our own. We can't to us about other women. Liberals created this. Golden shows on TV. Real Housewives of Orange County, Housewives of Atlanta, Pop, and you know what it is? Clawing the weeds out, but calling each other skanky hoes, bitches, and this is covered. On every entertainment blog, e-entertain... I mean, it it is ingrained into our culture. There's no shows about women going, Oh, oh my dear girlfriend, let us live each... It's like, look at that skank bitch over there. Look at that weave. Look, she got no job. That is a, a girlfriend... I mean, without going to the defense, 
the locker room talk. Don't try. It tells you, you know what? Yeah, guys. Yeah, that's locker room talk. Yeah, guys. What? She goes, my girlfriend say worse than that. What? You educated and abandon him. He won every category that he needed to win. And with minority votes, he overperformed. You know, I got I got a liberal friend who, who literally lost his mind. I mean, I, I wish it's on my phone or it's it's on one of my digs where he I mean you can't get more of a of a liberal than him. And he he goes I said, So are you getting used to this? And he goes, I will never get used to this. He texts me, he goes, I will never get used to this. I will he goes, I will never get used to this. He's not my president. And I can't believe that half of America are racist and bigots. And he just, you know, went through the, the liberal talking points. And I want something really funny. All of these things you're saying, all of these, 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 oh my God. But it, it, if you want to be technical, women and blacks, Mexicans and Cubans, they were all part of the coalition that got him elected to the White House. So while you're sitting there saying all of the racists and bigots and Donald in the White House, real accurate. You have for the three percent, the thirty percent of the Hispanic vote, and eight percent of the black vote. Those are numbers that gave him Florida. I mean, let's go here. In Florida, you have, whether it's Dade County or Broward County, in Florida, you have black folk and you have Latin folk. Voted for Trump. Trump didn't win Florida by a landslide. Trump didn't win Pennsylvania. By a landslide, We're not talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of votes. Every vote counted. So if 25,000 voted for Trump, mattered. If 20,000 blacks voted for Trump, that mattered. The xenophobic, the Nazis, the alt-right, those aren't the people that got him in the White House. Got him in the White House, the 30% of the Hispanic, uh, 50, what, 42% the women vote. 
supposed to get 42 per se. You're supposed to get 10. I remember when people were saying, hey, man, uh, black people are voting for Trump. Black people are voting for Trump. And all the liberals go, <laughs> what? We're black folk. People want, hey, man, he's winning like between 8 and 10%. And all the black, just the pints. White pun said, what poll are you? What, what are you? I guess, I, I guess a different poll. Polls that Trump losing in a landslide. You have polls that Trump losing, actually getting no support from Hispanics, no support uh, from blacks, no support. I guess four polls, which we discussed in our first the narrative, you, you could fool the American people. Remember after Nevada when Trump goes, I won with the Hispanics, and everybody went, oh, bro, there's five Hispanics in the Republican Party, and and you won. Big deal. I mean, people mocked him. I mean, they just annihilated him, mocked him. These are the numbers that we're talking about states that haven't to People in Michigan voted for Trump. So tell me, liberal friends, you got to own this. Four games eventually came to a screeching end. Screeching end. I mean, these numbers are, are, are huge. These numbers are huge. These numbers, when Hillary Clinton 37% of the white vote, when a Democrat is only getting 30 of the white vote, you then have to own the black vote. So you have to have 99% black. You have to own You have to own it to drive people to polls that have never voted for you. Millennials. But if you're only polling for 7% of one vote, nothing to offer black folk and Hispanic folk, Asian folk. If you had to offer non-white folk, 
do you win? When you play race politics, how do you win? If you're not black, you win. Rob Zakaria, it's Rob All right, we're talking about this tomorrow. We're going to be talking about it the next day. We're going to be talking about it the day after. Tomorrow, it's a new day. And I'll tell you, and I'm going to leave you with this. We did a prayer, and I know it was a dark, dirty, nasty prayer. But remember, we prayed to baby Jesus. We prayed to baby Jesus Donald Trump would win. And not just because uh, infrastructure, jobs, and, 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 you know, all of the things that go with wanting uh, your president or, 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 you know, your elected leader, governor, whatever. We said, if that's not a big deal, if you're a millionaire, if you're a billionaire, if you, if you, if you don't care about money, if you, all you care about is, is smoking dope, maybe you just want to smoke weed, whatever. The fact that Amy Schumer, George Lopez, Cher, Madonna, Nev Campbell, Whoopi Goldberg, Eddie Griffin, Oh, Alec Baldwin. Um, I know I'm missing people, but just those eight. Sarah Silverman, just those people, celebrities, Seth, Raven Simone. They said that they are going to pack up and move to Canada. Australia, Africa, they're gone. They're leaving. And I said, Jesus, all loving baby Jesus, pudgy, uh, 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 just awesome baby Jesus, the little nine-pound baby Jesus, the greatest baby Jesus, greatest baby, well, not greater than my soon-to-be baby, Okay. 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 My favorite baby is uh, the baby that's uh, coming out of my girlfriend in two months. My second favorite baby is Jesus. I said, please let Donald Trump. If nothing else, these celebrities, my race, country. Okay. We will build a, a celebrity. Arc, okay. It'll be it'll be it'll be the Trump arc. Be a big ship, and all these scumbags, these liberal celebrity douchebags, can get on that ship, and it will drop them off at the country they want to go to. I said, baby Jesus, please, baby Jesus, make this happen. Just make this happen above all anything else. Just make it happen. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, when are all of these scumbags going to leave? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. And we should keep up pressure. 
and we should be tweeting them, and we should be emailing them. We should be doing everything in our power to never let these scumbags off the hook. They said they would leave. They need to fulfill their promises. You know, they're all going to be going after Trump and say, well, you promised this, you promised that, you haven't delivered. We're going to say, you promised you'd be out of this country. And you're still here, little scumbag. You little Amy Schumer, you sucker. It's the Rob Zakari Show. We will see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. Great to be American.